Harris in the backfield. Ducks under center. Second down and five. Handoff. Damien Harris runs it through the right side. A big hole and a burst across the 35. And then contact with a plunge to the 31. Big run there for Damian Harris. Longest for him of the day. 14-yard rush. He finished with 18 carries for 86 yards. As a team, the Patriots rushed for 167 yards today in their 27-24 loss to the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau. The rushing update brought to you by your New England Ford dealers. Where they are kicking off Ford Truck Month. Place your order and lock in low financing and bonus cash on select Ford trucks during Ford Truck Month. Welcome back, Shaw's Patriots Post Game Show. Jim Murray, Joe Murray, and now joined by Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. Greg, just, I mean, there's so much to talk about with this game. So, you know what? We'll start with the overtime because it feels like there is no, now quickly but a lot of back and forth about whether or not the Patriots were too conservative uh, on uh, fourth down, and a lot of people feel like they should have went for it. Yeah, I mean, look, you can make that argument. I'm just looking back at the play-by-play now. So it was 6.54 left in the overtime. The ball was on the Packers, 46, fourth and five. Um, You know, if and the Packers only need a field goal. So if you you go for it and you don't get it there with a rookie quarterback, um, you know, not even a rookie third-string quarterback who doesn't get many reps, you know, the Packers don't need to drive very far. They get a field goal. Um, I didn't have a huge problem with the play in the moment. I mean, there is the school of thought, and you can go with it, where you say, <clears throat> look, they've they've held on for this long. They're this close. Just freaking go for it. Like, you know, what's no one expects you to win. Just go for it. That's To me, that's sort of the argument for going for it there. Hey, they've toughed it out. Reward these guys. Just go for it. Let it all hang out. What the hell? I mean, I tend to think, I have a little bit more of an issue with – I mean, the, the second and five play was the one that ruined the drive. I mean, first down, they get five yards with Harris up the middle, and then they go to an outside zone run. And even you heard I, – I was in with David Andrews in the post game, and he talked about – he was asked a question about some of their outside zone actually worked today, and it did. And he made reference to they made an adjustment at some point in time and kind of shut it down. And so that going for no gain right there, I think – if probably if you ask Matt Patricia if he could go back in time and change a call, it would be going play action on second and five. That's that's where you sort of go for it right there. I don't have a I don't have a problem with the fourth down call. I think if you're going to be aggressive, it's on the second down call. Hey Greg, I thought overall the 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 play calling, the coaching staff, and even both quarterbacks uh, were all on the same page today. And I think this was the best the offense looked looked all year. Uh, was it because Mac Jones wasn't in the mix, or was this a game plan that they had going up against this Packers defense that's been so-so this year? Well, first of all, I think you're right. I think you know this was this was, in my opinion, the best the offense have has looked, and I do give a lot of credit to Matt Patricia. I thought you know the, those two second half drives, uh, their first two drives of the second half, where they had touchdown drives. I thought he did a great job of of calling plays, mixing the runs between power and zone and calling play action at the right time. You know, tip of the cap to him. He did a really nice job on those drives. Um, you know, you could – you know, it's so tough. With the injury, it's hard, to, it's hard to really make any sort of grand assessment about the offense because if you really look at it, they got, they got over half their yards on those two drives. That was it that they really had in the game. And so, you know, you could criticize a little bit there. But, you know, I, I think that um, 
you know, this is not a game where you, if you look at the stats, like we've heard a lot of stuff about the stats, like, you know, they're eighth in yards, but 25th in points. And that's because of the turnovers. This is a game where the stats sort of lie. And if you look at the stats, they only had like 4.7 yards per play offensively, which is not good at all, but they were better than that. And, and I thought that they did a really, um, you know, nice job in that regard. Um, you know, I, you know, we'll have to, to get to your question, I do think that what was going on at quarterback sort of played in, into this game. I thought it was sort of a good convergence of things because if you studied the Packers, I mean, all you had to do was look at advanced analytics coming in. The Packers were last in the league in run defensive efficiency. The Patriots are number one in Rutt's offensive efficiency. And then, you know, Brian Horry going out and going with Bailey Zappi and basically a restricted Matt Patricia to like, you have to run the ball a lot more and just take a few shots here and there. I thought that's the way the Patriots needed to play. I thought the, the injury helped lead Matt Patricia in that direction, but there's no question that I thought, I thought this was the, the most cohesive they looked as an offensive unit. I don't think it had anything to do with Mac Jones. I think it was just the opponent and the situation. Well, you don't think so. It's a quarterback though that's not deep down questioning the play callers. I, you know, like we all know, like how Mac Jones has felt about this whole operation. I think throughout the the preseason, Greg, I, I'm with Joe on this. It feels like to me like the continuity comes from a kid who's just like, yes, sir, no, sir, whatever you need. So with that, say Mac Jones is now you know trying to push back. I thought it was very telling he was out of that practice on Friday, but he's at seventy percent. Who do you think Bill and the coaching staff would rather have next week against Detroit? Yeah, I, I I won't be able to give you a real opinion on that, nah. Jim, until <laughs> after on. I watch the film and sort of. But but no, I mean you guys you guys got to be fair though. Yeah. I mean, look, it's not like they were airing it out with Air Zappy back there. That's true. I mean, you know, they they threw. You know, most of the stuff was very. Uh, you know, give credit to Mass Patricia. He dialed it down to you know sort of simple reads and you know the play act they'd run 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 play action and all of a sudden there was a lot of space so it's it's a more of a defined throw it's a much different offense than they've asked mac jones to run which is you know a lot of these teams don't respect them deep so they're like go ahead and beat us deep and is that mac jones's strength i i would make the case that the offense last year sort of you know short you know intermediate passes quick passing game play action is more of mac jones where this is sort of spread it out pick them apart if you have to go down the field do that throw it into one-on-ones and i don't know if that's really a match for jones i mean i'd like to see i'd like to see if bailey ran the same offense that they're asking mac jones to run then we can get into a real discussion uh, I just want to ask you about uh, Isaiah Wynn. He really struggled today. Yep. I do think on one of the plays, Stevenson should have helped Chip and help him out a little bit there. Yeah. They pulled him, brought in Cannon, and something clicked. Mm-hmm. Is that something we can see going forward here with Wynn? I think so. I mean, I was even I was told by people after last week's game because he's really had, in terms of pressure allowed, he's had really two. Uh, really rough games back to back, giving up a, a ton of pressure in each of the last two games, and I and I was told that they were they were ramping up Marcus Cannon very quickly to try to get him ready. And if if Flint if if um Wynn didn't answer the the call, then you know it's it's going to be Cannon's job. And he did have a lot of rough plays. I do think you're right. I think he, the way he set up, he was expecting help on the outside. Um, with a chip from Stevenson, he didn't get it. But 
still, you know, there, there's not a lot of excuses for some of his other plays in this game. And I think at halftime, the coaches made a decision that, like, you know, we're going with Cannon. I think it, it would have been even more if Johnny Smith didn't get hurt. And then they went with the, you know, the, the, the extra offensive lineman to make up for not having a tight end. You know, I, but I do think it made a huge difference. And I think you're looking at if it's, we'll see if Kenny go a full game. We don't know that yet. But as soon as he's ready, I think he's your next right tackle. So talk about another guy that really let them down today besides win, and that's their punter. Why are they paying Jake Bailey $4 million a year for him to continue to kick it out of the end zone for two straight seasons, Greg, or shank it at, at like a pressure point in the game? Jim, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. I, I talked to Bailey on the way out of the locker room. He was on his way out, and I stopped him and talked to him and sort of gave him the opening to be like, yeah, I kind of punted like crap. And, like, you know, he had a couple of huge touchbacks where they didn't need that. The 31-yard punt, uh, you know, almost really cost them. Um, and he just – he he didn't really take, uh, you know, a lot of it on himself. Um, you know, I was, I was surprised because, you know, when he's right, he's one of the best punters in the league. And I don't know what's gotten into him lately, um, but it hasn't been good enough. And he, he needs to be better for what they're paying him. Yeah, he needs to be better. Is it? I'm sorry, Joe. Is, is it like just a like a a mental thing, Greg? Like, is that what it is? Is that because like he was tw- in 2020, which was you know not a good year for them, but like he was like one of their best players. That's not that long ago. It feels like he's just is he thinking too much? Like it just doesn't make sense because the talent's there. But for two straight years, it's like, dude, you don't even trust this guy to punt now. Yeah, I think that I think that he's I think he's trying to be too precise. Um, you know, he did have one of his touchbacks, like, landed, like, six inches in the end zone and bounced back. And, like, you know, if you hit that at the five instead of, you know, trying for the goal line, then it's a successful play. And so, I, you know, the 31-yard punt, that was just a shank. I mean, that was that was awful. That gave, that gave the Packers the ball in their own 43 with 350 left. They're lucky that didn't cost them the game when Dubes dropped that uh, pass in the end zone. Uh, he got away with it there, but you know they look. This is a team that's not. It needs to win every single battle that it has, and and right now they're not getting what they need out of the punt game. Just to add to that, is would that have been another reason why they should have gone for it in the overtime based off of Jake Bailey's struggles? You could make that argument. I just think, look, the way the defense was largely playing in that game. Um, <clears throat> I think you back up Aaron Rodgers and and you know try to get a stop and try to win the field position game. But I look, I understand the argument of going for it. Um, you know, the, how, like I said, how they battled to that point, you almost want to reward them and leave it in their hands and say, hey, let's let's just leave it out here on the field. We've you've done well enough to get to this point. Let's just go for it. And they decided not to do that. Six one seven 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 nine zero ninety eight five. The phone number you want to join us here with Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. Give us your input, your thoughts on today's Patriots game as they lose in uh, Green Bay at Lambeau Field to the Packers twenty seven to twenty four. More with Greg coming up here after the headlines with Joe Murray here on the Shaw's Patriots post game show. Sports Hub headlines. Patriots now one and three on the season after their twenty seven twenty four overtime loss in Green Bay. They were without Mac Jones, of course. Brian Hoyer got the start. He got injured, left the game with a concussion. And then Bailey Zappi came into the mix. Actually, the Patriots had the lead at one point. He threw a touchdown pass to Devontae Parker. They got 167 yards rushing on the ground today, and the defense played well. A pick six from rookie Jack Jones as well. But went into overtime. The defense 
stopped Aaron Rodgers. They had a chance on the 46-yard line of Green Bay, decided to punt, and then gave up a Mason Crosby field goal to lose the game. The Pats now play Detroit next week. They're off a 48-45 loss to Seattle today. Some other games around the NFL. The Vikings 28-25 over the Saints. Falcons 23-20 over Cleveland. Cowboys get a 25-10 win over Washington. Titans 24-17 over the Colts. Giants, their 2012 win over the Bears. Eagles now 4-0, 29-21 over the Jags. Jets get the win, 24-20 over the Steelers. The Bills, they came back to beat the Ravens 23-20. Chargers 34-24 over the Texans. Cardinals with a big second half of the 26-16 win over Carolina. And the Raiders get their first win of the year, 32-23 over Denver. Right now in the second quarter, it's the Chiefs 21 and Tampa Bay 10. Tom Brady, just uh, he does have a touchdown in this game to Mike Evans. But Patrick Mahomes has been uh, has just been completely awesome. And then the Monday night game is the Rams at 49ers. Headlines, they are brought to you by Valvoline. It's an oil change. They want to help prepare your car for all your road trips. They offer completely contactless service with their 15-minute drive-thru service, and you don't even need to make an appointment. Visit gettingoilchange.com for a coupon to save on your next oil change. I'm Joe Murray. More post game after this on the Safety Insurance 98.5 The Sports of Patriots Radio Network. Town Fair Tire sells every name brand tire at the guaranteed lowest price. And Town Fair gives you more free services than any other tire dealer. Nobody beats a Town Fair Tire deal. Nobody. Town Fair Tire. Hey, it's Zoe. For over 100 years, the Oakers Company has been doing it all when it comes to technology in New England, including audiovisual, managed services, infrastructure, cabling, security, electrical, and more. Reach out to my friends at Oakers and see how one of their divisions can help improve your building's performance. And don't forget, Oakers is the proud home of TouchView Interactive that I love drawing up plays on. And you will, too, at your school or business. To learn more about all the divisions at the Oakers Company, visit Oakers.com. That's O-C-K-E-R-S.com. Proud partner of your New England Patriots. Moya Moya disease is a common cause of stroke in children. This season, for every New England first down, Credit Union's Kids at Heart will help fund promising studies into Moya Moya, as well as clinical care tools for children affected. Moya Moya is a serious disease, but Credit Union's Kids at Heart believes that research is hope and that every child deserves a healthy and happy future. Learn more at cukidsatheart.org. The First Downs to Fight Moya Moya Disease campaign is generously supported by Hanscom Federal Credit Union and Merrimack Valley Credit Union. Hey, it's so for 128 Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electric, the company that you can always count on to defend your home. The best way to defend your home this season is to replace your old, outdated boiler, take advantage of great incentives available now to save thousands in rebates and even more money on your energy bills with 95% efficiency with your new boiler. Don't wait. Their schedules are filling up fast. Get to the front of the line and fast-track your boiler replacement. Tell Ryan and the team that Zoe sent you and let them finish your job strong. Visit call128.com. McGovern Automotive Group has the largest new and pre-owned selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs in New England with over 4,000 in stock. Visit any of their 18 Boston and New Hampshire area locations or online at mcgovernauto.com. Have a lease return coming up in the next few months? McGovern Auto will pay you up to a $1,000 bonus for turning in your lease with them, regardless of condition or miles. To learn more, log on to mcgovernauto.com. That's mcgovernauto.com. When you buy a Reed's Ferry Shed, you're buying direct from the builder. Those sheds at the big home improvement store, they don't build them. They're the middleman. And to make room for the middleman markup, they have to take stuff out of the shed. Important stuff, like lumber. 
Buy Factory Direct at Reed's Ferry and you'll own a better shed. Call Reed's Ferry Sheds this week and schedule your installation. Call 888-85-SHEDS. Need a shed? If it says Reed's Ferry, you got a good one. With the cost of everything going up today, wouldn't it be nice to save money, especially on your insurance? And if it was easy to do? At Hub International New England, they're making it simple to protect your family, home, and more. With one call to their new number, 833-GO-CALL-HUB. Easy, right? 833-GO-CALL-HUB. Hub is the largest insurance broker in New England and offers the widest possible range of options in personal insurance from the best companies like Safety Insurance. Save money and time by calling 833-GO-CALL-HUB. Hub International New England. They take insurance personally. Learn more at gocallhub.com. That's GoCallHub.com. Are you seeking your own visual freedom? It's time to break free from glasses and contact lenses once and for all. Whether your issue is seeing your iPhone, your TV, or a golf ball, Boston Vision offers the latest technology to treat your visual needs. What are you waiting for? Book your free evaluation easily online today at bostonvision.com and get $500 off. Boston Vision also offers interest-free financing. Boston Vision, five convenient locations, Brookline, Wellesley, Medford, Milford, and Andover. Because your best vision is Boston. Vision. Football is finally back, and you can score big this season by heading over to FindMassMoney.com. There's over $3 billion just waiting to be claimed at FindMassMoney.com. From things like forgotten bank accounts, stock certificates, payroll and refund checks, one in ten people have unclaimed property, and that one could be you. FindMassMoney is free and easy to use. Visit FindMassMoney.com and see if you can score big with some extra cash this football season. That's FindMassMoney.com. This is my mom. She's the best. We have so much fun together. Right after I was born, my mom got really, really sick. She was so sick that she needed to get a new heart just so she could live. My mom told me that she got her new heart from someone she didn't even know. That person saved my mom. That person is my hero. Be a hero. Be an organ donor. Register at registerme.org. Sponsored by New England Donor Services. Join the MBTA and put your career on the fast track. Right now, the T is hiring for departments including operations, finance, construction, IT, and more. See all available openings and apply today at mbta.com slash careers. Zolak and Bertrand, middays on the Sports Hub. Zappy with a play fake to Harris and a deep drop. He stands in. He feathers one to the near side. Caught by Aguilar at the nine. Hammer to the sideline. First and goal to go after the hit by Ford. What poise by the kid on a two-man row. Nelson Aguilar, 27 yards, big first down there for the Patriots. New England converting 17 first downs in this game against Green Bay. And with every first down, Credit Union's Kids at Heart will help fund promising studies into Moya Moya disease as well as clinical care tools for children affected. Learn more at cukidsatheart.org. Patriots fall to the Packers at Lambeau Field in overtime, 27-24. to 24. Shaw's Patriots postgame show, Jim Murray, Joe Murray, Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. So, and just thinking about that overtime and, if, you know, and how conservative they were and people that are mad that they didn't go on, for, on fourth down. So, Aguilar, with that big play today, and I'm looking at the wide receivers and the stat line, Aguilar, three receptions, 46 yards. Parker, just two receptions. Bourne, just two. And I get it. Look, they're not going to ask too much of Zappy, him coming in as the emergency quarterback. But they missed Jacoby Myers, I feel like, today, Greg. Like, I know he's usually a safety valve for Mac Jones, but if they were to go for it on fourth and short and say they're playing with house money and OT, like, that's the guy that I need. I think needs to be out there. What, have you heard anything about his knee? Is he... 
How bad is this? Because it's now two two straight games he's missed. Yeah, I don't know anything about it, unfortunately. Um, it is interesting that is, hasn't he missed two games since making those uh, comments about the <laughs> offensive system to yeah, Mike right. Giardi? I figured you'd be on this. Wow. <laughs> no, no, I trust that it's a real injury, but that, that is quite the coincidence, though. And you know, at least, We at least hear from him. And I think if he was completely buried, he'd be somewhere in a desert for having opened his mouth. But no, it's a, it's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think, you know, thinking more about that drive, like I do just think, because, you know, you're looking at, you're at the Green Bay 46. You're thinking, all right, I need about, if I get nine yards, that gets me to the 37. That's a 54-yard field goal for Folk into the more advantageous end. That's probably the limit where they would probably go for it. And so you basically need 10 yards. And, like, at second and five, and, you know, as a play caller, that's where – and, look, it's ultimately on Bill because, you know, he can get on the headset and say, hey, go play action here. Like, go for it. Like, and, and feel it. You know, but that's really the play where, you know, you're probably going to get the Packers going, trying to stop the run. They've been pushed around most of the game. The Patriots did a great job up front, which I knew they would do. I thought the pa- Patriots – I thought this was a really good matchup for them. And also – the Packers coming off a, a big victory in Tampa against the Bucs. I've seen this team too many times over the years, and Aaron Rodgers, I knew they would have a letdown in this game. And even I was in listening to Rodgers after the game in his press conference, and he talked about how he was terrible in the first half. And he didn't really – he actually really didn't give the Patriots a ton of credit, gave Belichick a lot of credit for um, the plan. But I think that's second and five play. I think that's where you say that's where we got to win the game. Like here, the Packers just gave up five yards on the run. They're going to be steaming ahead to stop the run again because they've been getting pushed around at the at the point of attack. Go play action here. Do a little boot or even a naked boot with Bailey Zappi and just get the 10 yards and boom, there's the game. But, you know, you go conservative, you get no gain. Now you're in third and five. You're putting a rookie quarterback in a tough spot. And, yeah, that's – that there's going to be a lot of second guessing about that drive for a long time. Just to follow up on, uh, you mentioned Rodgers had positive things to say after the game. Uh, Belichick raved about, basically his quote mm-hmm. was, Rodgers was too good. Right. And I just pushed back on that so bad. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. 21 to 35. Yes, he had the two two touchdowns. One was the drop um, in there. But I, I didn't think Rodgers w- was good at all. And this has been a common theme this year. Besides beating up on the Bears, this has been what you've seen the, the Packers all year. And I, again, another week here we are, Greg, where I think the Patriots had a – it was a winnable game, and I don't think it was because of Aaron Rodgers today. Yeah, n- uh, no question. I, I heard what Bill had to say. I talked with Aaron at his locker, um, you know, after the game, just me and him just chit-chatting, catching up a little bit. And, uh, you know, he, he knew he did not play well in this game uh, overall. Did he make a few key plays? Yeah, you know, for sure. He's Aaron Rodgers. But this was not – you know, I heard Bill. I mean, he basically was like, we lost this game because Aaron Rodgers is on the other sideline and we're starting a third string, you know, quarterback, rookie quarterback. I I just, I disagree with that. Um, you know, this is not a very good Packers team at this point. I mean, they're, they're relying on so many youngsters. I mean, you know, Dubes is a guy who's coming on. You know, Watson, they barely used him. Randall Cobb can barely get open. Uh, he did a few times, uh, you know, had the penalty. Uh, Lazard isn't that great. Like, I mean, the Patriots basically played the Packers how I thought they were going to play them, which was, you know, you shut down the stuff in the short area of the field, make make Rodgers and these kids that he doesn't trust 
make them beat you down the field. And I thought the the Patriots had a ga- great game plan against it. I didn't think it, you know, it, it was anything genius. And no, I thought I thought the, the the Patriots had chances to make plays. And again, they didn't make the plays when they needed them to. It wasn't Aaron Rodgers just being Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I thought they really had him on the ropes. So it's the pick six before the half, Greg, and then they come out in the beginning of the third, and they're looking at like a three and out, and he has the 32-yarder down the right side to Lazard, and that felt yep. like a big pressure point to me. Like, mm-hmm. if they get off the field there, it's like, oh, he's going to start to be bad Aaron Rodgers where he doesn't trust his wide receivers, and he's just chucking it up ducks in frustration. And that, that was that was a huge play in the game, and even LaFleur mentioned that, and he even said to his coaches upstairs after the first two incompletions, he was like if we go three and out with three incompletions we're gonna get booed off the field yeah like and he even knew it that's and and you know being in the stadium I gotta tell you there was an unease throughout the game I thought Packers fans who they are very knowledgeable they knew their team played like crap today and they were just waiting for the Patriots to make a play and just put them out put them out of their misery and the Patriots I think the story of the game is the Patriots you know never made the big play after you know the scoring drive they get you know, they got the ball back and had a three and out. Uh, Zappi gets sacked. Uh, they get pinned. Uh, I, you know, I thought that the the Packers were ripe for the taking. I thought that really, I thought, I thought this was an unjust result for the Patriots. I thought they, overall, they were the better team in this game. And it's just that the Packers made a few key plays and the Patriots didn't. All right, I promise I'll get to your phone calls. Got a couple of uh, open lines you want to talk to Greg about uh, the loss for the Patriots to the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau today, 27-24. A couple of open lines. 617-779-0985 is the phone number. Your calls coming up next here in the Safety Insurance 98.5 Sports of Patriots Radio Network. Hey, football fans, it's Bob Sosie, the voice of New England football. If you want to know how my voice stays in peak condition, look no further than my cup of Bigelow tea next to me in the booth. It's an essential part of my game day routine. And when it comes to tea, settling is not an option. Bigelow tea, grab a mug, and tea proudly. Great companies need great teams. Just as the best professional sports teams look everywhere for top players, companies are opening the world map, too. Hiring talent anywhere in the world is easier than ever with Globalization Partners. Use their global employment platform to stack your team with the best people, no matter where they live. The future of work is here. Globalization Partners makes it possible. Go to g-p.com and onboard your next MVP player today. Take control of the roads ahead this winter with a new set of Continental Viking Contact 7 tires from Town Fair Tire. Town Fair has the full line of Continental Winter Tires all at the guaranteed lowest prices. So don't let slippery winter conditions sneak up on you this year. Get to Town Fair, New England's largest discount tire dealer, and get your new set of Continental Winter Tires at the guaranteed lowest price. Because nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody! Name brands at discount prices. Town Fair Tire. We stayed at a nice hotel recently. Mini bar? Not included in the room charge. Wi-Fi? Not included in the room charge. On-site parking? Also not included in the room charge. If exclusions aggravate you too, don't buy insurance direct. Talk with an independent agent about safety's enhanced coverage options. You'll get expert advice and avoid an expensive lesson in exclusions. Not going to happen again. Ask an independent agent about safety insurance. We'll help you manage life storms. 
It's that time of year again. Time to get your flu shot. Shaw's is making it easier to protect yourself and your family by offering free flu shots with most insurance with no copayment unless required by your plan. You can also get other vaccinations, including COVID boosters, at the same time as your flu shot. One stop at Shaw's Pharmacy is all it takes to stay healthy all season long. And remember, with your vaccination, you'll get 10% off groceries. Restrictions apply. Visit Shaw's Pharmacy today or visit shaws.com slash flu for details. Let's face it, shopping for a used car isn't always a positive experience. But that is about to change. Honda is bringing the plus side to used car buying with Honda True Used. Shop from a selection of vehicles up to 10 years old. Plus, get a Honda-backed limited warranty and other premium benefits. Learn more online or at your local Honda dealer. And discover the better way to buy used with Honda True Used. Drinking and driving ruins lives. If you or a loved one is struggling with alcohol or drug use, AdCare can help. Your path to recovery begins at AdCare. Call 1-800-ALCOHOL. That's 1-800-ALCOHOL. Installing a mailbox, planting a tree, or other yard work? Don't dig yourself into trouble. Call DigSafe at 811 to prevent damage to buried utility lines. It's smart, it's free, and it's the law. Call DigSafe at 811 or go to digsafe.com. Listen live. Check out our podcast with the 98.5 The Sports Hub app. Low snap, quick throw to the left. It's snagged at the 49ers. And then the ball's knocked loose. And the Patriots had a shot at it and might have gotten it back on the second effort. They did. A quick throw by Rodgers. The receiver had to extend to make the grab. And Jack Jones, the rookie, has it on the fumble by Dobbs. Young Jack Jones, fumble recovery. Force fumble, the pick six. Big day for him. Avidia Bank and Adrian Phillips teaming up for Be a Champion for a Child this season. To benefit the Boys and Girls Club of Metro West. New England defense forcing that turnover today. Avidia Bank donating $1,000 for every turnover force this season to help at-risk children. Avidia Bank, honest to goodness, member FDIC, member DIF. Still got Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal with us. Before we get to your calls, what do you make of the play of Jack Jones today? And certainly a confident young man, the way he talked after the game. <laughs> uh, yes, he is. Um you know, it's it's interesting. They got him on an out route a little bit uh, earlier in the game, and you know, just watching it back uh, on the TV copy, I was like, man, he got a he got a good break on that. And uh, wouldn't you know, Rogers went to it again. Rogers said after the game that he he put it all on himself and said like it was almost so bad that that Jones overran it, um, that his his throw was just in in totally in the wrong place. Uh, yeah, the kid. That is something, and I asked him about it in the post game. His ability to break on on outs, on outbreaking routes, has stood out since training camp. I've never seen anybody, especially that young, be able to do that. And you know that he was able to make those plays, uh, you know, was tremendous. Now he did have some tackling issues in this game. He was victimized by playing way off, like 10, 12 yards off of uh, Dubes uh, on the final drive of the game where Rodgers was just flipping the ball out and getting six, seven yards easily. I asked him about that. He didn't really answer the question about, you know, whether he could play up on that or that that's what the coaches coach him to do. Uh, but, you know, no question. Um, there's no – I've never had any questions about the kid and his playmaking ability. It's just like, you know, can he sustain with his frame over 17 games as a rookie, uh, you know, playing a lot. We'll see. Uh, Jalen Mills was out, so probably the reason why we saw Jack Jack Jones. But – yep. Devin McCourty 
has looked slow. I mean, I, again, I'm a, I'm just the guy on the couch watching the game, right? But uh, what are you seeing? I know there was a pick play he was late to get over from that Jack Jones struggled with as well. Is he just slow? What are you seeing from Devin McCourty right now? Well, I mean, he's definitely lost some speed. Um, there's no question about that. Um, you know, again, you have to you have to sort of take into consideration that you know his his position in this defense is not a playmaking position. He's basically there to make sure uh, everyone the communication goes well. Make sure he's the last line of defense, which I still think he does, um, you know, well. But uh, yeah, I mean, on that play, I thought I thought Jones was at fault on that play, and and that's. Credit to the Packers. They they took advantage of a rookie where, you know, McCourty got picked on that and, and Jones, if he had more experience or saw it on film, he would know, oh, they're coming, I gotta jump out and and be the edge guy and force it back inside and he wasn't able to get there. And so, you know, look, Devin's Devin. Um I don't think his his ability is gonna make or break this defense. Um, but yeah, he's he's certainly not the same player he's been. All right, let's go to our guy Tommy and Lynn. What do you make of uh, the Patriots and the loss at Green Bay today, Tommy? All right, this is what I got to say. Uh, Billy Zappi did not play that bad. But the thing is, they should have went for it on uh, fourth down and should have never punted. That's what I got to say. And the defense, uh, the, uh, McCourty is really slow. And I would pay one of you guys to drive Isaiah Wynn to the airport until I'll never come back here ever again. Goodbye, Goodbye, Isaiah Wen. He uh, and thanks, Tommy. Um, I mean, he is whether it's Zappy today or Hoyer or you know Mac Jones when he comes back, he's going to get someone hurt with the way he's playing, Greg. Yeah, no question. I mean, he's been struggling for you know a couple weeks, and and this game was just so weird. You know, in general, I mean, you know, if you look at the stats, you would think that the Packers. Um, like killed the Patriots, but that's not how it was. Obviously, the pick six skewed things a bit. I mean, but the Packers, you know, six of fourteen on third downs when the Patriots were three of eleven. Packers had f- almost four hundred fifty total yards. The Patriots had two seventy. Um, you know, you got to give credit to the Patriots for for you know grinding it out. And like, I got to tell you, being in the stadium, I think most Packers fans figured the Packers would lose this game and that they probably deserve to lose this game. And they got, they, they were pretty fortunate. Is this one of the worst wide receiving cores you've ever seen for the Packers? Yeah. Yeah. And I talked to Aaron a little bit about that, um, after the game and, and, you know, he says all the right things and, and he does, you know, he, he's been forced. It really reminds me of later Brady, like, you know, 20, 2019, 2018 Brady, you know, where he doesn't, especially 2019, where he doesn't have much around him, gets frustrated. When you go up against teams that know you don't have anything and are pressing your receivers and nobody's open, uh, you know, and then the, the Patriots in 2018 ended up going to running game because it was such an issue that they couldn't throw the ball. Um, that's where I feel Rodgers is. And, you know, they got to hope they get Sammy Watkins back. Um you know the Watson kid. He's he's missed a ton of time between training camp and this. And then Dubes is coming on, but you know there's only so much you can do with rookies. They need to go out and they need to get somebody legit. <clears throat> Rogers, and Antonio this Brown. <clears throat> Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean he's, he's asking for a job. Yeah, I think he's too much trouble, especially <laughs> with that video that popped over the uh. weekend. But it's evident, Greg. Like he misses Adams. There is no 
yep. true go-to guy. There's times where, again, like today with that 32-yarder, Lazard flashes, but you can feel it's that that Brady 2019 feel of like yep. I don't trust any of these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they they're easy to defend. They really are, you know, and especially because Aaron. I thought he had a few opportunities to to break the pocket and make plays with his feet, but. Apparently, you know, he's too old and really doesn't want to do that anymore. But, you know, you if you can if you can do a good job against their running game inside and limit that and just go press man and try to make Rodgers and these these guys beat you over the top, um, unless they're hot that day and Rodgers is just smoking and hitting everything all over the field, you can you can definitely limit them. And the Patriots did a good job of that today. Let's go to Josiah in Virginia with some of the play calling in overtime. Go ahead, uh, go ahead Josiah. Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, I'm still trying to understand the logic behind punting on the fourth down because at best you give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers. Maybe they get a first down or two and waste a couple minutes, and then you have to drive down the field again anyway, and maybe you're back in the exact same position having to go for it on a fourth down to get to the field goal. Thanks. I'll hang up and let you guys talk. Thanks, Josiah. Yeah, I'm just looking back. I'm trying to get a sense of um... – so Rodgers drove down the field. They had a decent drive before in the fourth quarter. They had a touchdown drive, three and out by the Patriots. They drove, kind of got stalled. And, um, you know, look, you know, I, just to just to play the other side, because I, I get what you guys are saying, but, you know, they did hold Rodgers to a three and out to start overtime. And, you know, look, you got to take into the equation that you have – you know, a, a rookie third-string quarterback who hasn't gotten many reps. Um, you know, once you get the third down, like you know, it's. I think that I think the better move is probably, and I'm telling you what Bill is going through and what he's thinking is that. Look, I think I have a higher percentage of stopping the Packers again if I pin them deep and getting the ball back and taking another chance than. To, probably it's a 50-50 chance that we're just going to turn the ball over to the Packers at the 46-yard line, and they only need like 15 yards for a field goal. So I don't know. It's a tough choice. You know, it's I can see both sides of it. Yeah, but I'm ultimately with him and the decision that they made because you got to trust your defense there. Again, it's Rodgers. I don't think trust those receivers. And the other thing, let's bring this up. Like Matt LaFleur, do you trust him as a play caller? Or even just like no. his control of the game? Like, And I think I saw you tweet about this. Yeah. you got to know better, dude. Don't challenge that play that was clearly like not a caught touchdown. You could tell yeah. he didn't have control, and you're going to waste a challenge anyway? Like That's yeah. a guy I look at and I'm like, I don't trust him. I thought he made some – he made a humongous coaching blunder with, um, with 2.12 left before the two-minute warning when they threw an incomplete pass to – Degura and they got a they got a holding penalty or or the guy was downfield and they, the Patriots declined it which was the right thing but like with two twelve left you know that you got to you got to get to the two minute warning and he threw two penalties they still didn't get to the two minute warning until after the punt and then he challenged that play like he in in Lafleur even mentioned in his press conference he said that his coach upstairs that takes care of that stuff told him not to challenge the play and he still challenged the play and if they had that timeout left they could have they could have won in regulation with uh, once they they pinned the pack, uh, Patriots deep and they just didn't have that one timeout uh, to stop the clock before the Patriots punted it was he, he was lucky again another way where the pa- uh, the the Packers were lucky that they didn't lose this game earlier. Hey, Greg, I just wanted to ask you this question. It was floating all around the Internet today. I 
who would have been the emergency quarterback yeah. today? Great question. I, I don't know. I didn't ask anybody in the locker room. I was I was watching that like once Hoyer was out of the game. It was kind of weird how they were warming up. It kind of looked like to me that they were getting either Devontae Parker or Kendrick Bourne loose uh, just in case that would happen. Because they had like, I don't know, they had like five or six guys on the field like throwing um, along with Zappy, and it was, I don't know, it looked to me like one of those two guys. Would That's win. hilarious, though, right? Yeah. Like, wow, yeah. what happens if Zappy, like, obviously they could go Wildcat, but, I mean, maybe that gets born on the field. Maybe we could talk about that in the next segment. Yeah, oh, I think geez. they I think they're going to have to get, um, you know, who's the who's the kid that from Kentucky who's on the practice squad? Uh, Bowden. He was – Oh, Lynn Bowden Jr. Yeah, Bowden Jr., yep. Yeah, he's going to have to be the guy. He's yeah. probably going to have to be active and sort of be the guy. And I saw Hoyer exit the locker room after the game. He did not look good. Had the, had his hood on over, moved very slowly. Uh, this was not a minor thing. He did not look good. Yeah, Bowden did play both quarterback. He did yep. a ton of stuff. And obviously mm-hmm. now Will Levis is the star there now. All right, yep. more with uh, Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. One more segment coming up. You want to join us, 617-779-0985. That's after the headlines with Joe Murray. First, though, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Safety Insurance. 98.5 of Sports on Patriots Radio Network. Boston, the home of the Patriots, the South, Bruin. Boston's home for sports is 98.5, the Sports Hub. Paisley Media Group Station. Sports Hub Headlines. Well, the Patriots had a chance in overtime in Green Bay. It was fourth down from the Green Bay 46. They decided to punt, and then Aaron Rodgers led the team downfield on a 12-play drive to set up a Mason Crosby field goal to win 27-24. Interesting game, though. Brian Hoyer got the start for Mac Jones. He left. He went. For, he was 5-6, 37 yards. Got sacked. Left the game with a concussion. Bailey Zappi. The fourth-round pick from Western Kentucky comes in 10 of 15, 99 yards, threw a touchdown pass to Devontae Parker and had the team in position to potentially win the game. They got 167 rushing yards, and this one led by Damian Harris's 86. Of course, uh, Nelson Aguilar, three catches, 46 yards, and the defense got an interception, a pick six from Jack Jones, but it wasn't enough. They're one and three now. They'll play the Detroit Lions next week. Detroit was in a shootout today with Seattle, but they lose 48-45. to This morning, it was the Vikings over the Saints, 28-25. Falcons, 23-20 over the Browns. Cowboys, 25-10 over Washington. Titans get a 24-17 win over the Colts. It was the Giants, 20. Bears, 12. Eagles now 4-0 with a 29-21 win over the Jaguars. Jets, they get Zach Wilson back, and they win 24-20 over Pittsburgh. The Bills with a comeback 23-20 win over the Ravens. Chargers 34-24 over the Texans. Cardinals 26-16 over Carolina. And it was the Raiders getting their first win of the year 32-23 over the Broncos. Right now at halftime, it is the Chiefs 28, Tampa Bay 17. Tom Brady 18-24, two touchdowns in this one. Patrick Mahomes also a couple touchdown passes. In this one right now, Tampa Bay minus three on the second half line. Headlines are brought to you by... Valvoline Instant Oil Change. They want to help prepare your car for all your road trips. They offer completely contactless service with their 15-minute drive-through service. You don't even need to make an appointment. Visit GetAnOilChange.com for a coupon to save on your next oil change. I'm Joe Murray. More post-game after this on the Safety Insurance 98.5 The Sports Hub Patriots Radio Network.
Moya Moya disease is a common cause of stroke in children. This season, for every New England first down, Credit Union's Kids at Heart will help fund promising studies into Moya Moya as well as clinical care tools for children affected. Learn more at cukidsatheart.org. The first downs to fight Moya Moya is generously supported by Digital Federal Credit Union and Vertify Software. Let me grab my car keys and we'll roll. We still going to that new bar downtown? Yeah, it's supposed to be fun. Lexi, give me driving directions from home to downtown bar district. Autocorrect. Suggest Uber. Pick up. Home. Drop off downtown bar district. No, I'm driving. Suggest the metro bus. Departing in 12 minutes. <laughs> Point taken, Lexi. We'll grab a ride. If you drink, don't drive. Decide to ride. Brought to you in partnership by Anheuser-Busch, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, and Uber. Hey, it's Beetle. This football season, if you want to score big on an engagement ring, there's only one place to go. That's my jeweler, the Diamond Guild in Norwood. They have New England's largest selection of engagement rings and specialize in custom design. If your wedding is coming up, go try on some bands. Their wide selection of men's bands range from traditional to contemporary, and they can customize to complement any engagement ring. Everything at the Diamond Guild is offered at wholesale prices. Reserve your private shopping time at thediamondguild.com or call 781-55-RINGS. The Diamond Guild, where New England gets engaged. Hey, football fans, it's Bob Sosi, the voice of New England football. If you want to know how my voice stays ready for every call, look no further than my cup of Bigelow tea right next to me in the booth. No matter the game conditions, Bigelow tea always tastes great, and that's why it's the first play I call in my game day routine. New England fans refuse to settle for anything less than the best, and when it comes to my tea, settling is not an option. So join me, New England, and grab a mug full of Bigelow and tea proudly. A friend of mine loves to gamble. Poker, sports, horse racing. Of course, he also loves insurance policies that promise he'll only pay for what he needs. Talk about risky business. Accidents happen. Weather events happen. What he needs and I need and you need is coverage that really protects us. If you're looking for a guaranteed win, ask an independent agent about safety insurance. We'll help you manage life storms and come out ahead. Hey, it's Bob Sosie, and i got to tell you, Idea Painting is your number one choice for residential and commercial concrete coating services. Now, their team of professionals use the latest materials and techniques to deliver beautiful results that will last. Coatings can be applied to garages, basements, patios, driveways, and even pool decks. All coatings take only one day to install, and you can get back to using your space in just 24 hours. To learn more and to schedule your concrete coating installation, visit ideacoatings.com and receive $100 off installation when you tell them Bob Sosi sent you. Hurricane Ian is affecting the lives of millions. The American Red Cross is there now, working with local efforts to provide emergency shelter, food, and supplies for the thousands of evacuees. And they'll be there after the storm for those who will have lost it all. This station is part of the Beasley Best Community of Caring. To make a donation and to learn how you can help the American Red Cross disaster relief, emergency, and recovery efforts, go to bbgi.com slash donate. Hi, Matthew Slater here. I want to tell you about a special place just south of Boston where great things happen. No, not Foxborough, but AdCare Rhode Island. The small personalized program takes a holistic approach to drug and alcohol treatment, as well as proven therapies to overcome any addiction. It's hard to make that first call for help, but I guarantee that it's not a call you will regret. It is never too late to make a change. Call my friends at AdCare Rhode Island at 1-800-ALCOHOL. 
Get rid of nagging joint pain without drugs or surgery. Now there's a better natural solution. Call QC Kinetics, 617-644-PAIN in New England. A better natural solution awaits at QC Kinetics, 617-644-PAIN. The MBTA is hosting an employment fair October 13th at Boston City Hall Plaza from 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. Start a career with purpose, upward mobility, and great benefits. For more information on how you can join them in building a better tea, visit mbta.com slash careers. The home of the Rivs, the Sports Hub. Music of the game brought to you by Live Nation. Don't miss Allison Chains or Breaking Benjamin live in concert with special guest Bush Saturday, October 8th at Xfinity Center. Get tickets now at LiveNation.com. Joe, this is right up your alley. Allison right. Chains, Breaking Benjamin, Bush. It's quite the potpourri of 90s grunge. And I know you love Allison Chains as much as I do. But tell the people who feel like, well, why am I going to go because Lane Staley, you know, he passed away 20 years ago this past April. Why would I go if he's not in the band? William Duvall has done quite a bang-up job. Filling in for Lane Staley as right. lead vocalist. Uh, met him, great guy. Came from a band called Comes With The Fall. But you want to go because you're going to see Jerry Cantrell, the greatest guitarist of all time. Shaw's Patriots post-game show. We just had to have that quick aside here because Joe and I love that band. It's Jim Murray, Joe Murray. Final segment here with Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. Greg, so let me ask you because I feel like some of your peers, Tom Curran, NBC Sports Boston, Burt Breer, Sports Illustrated, have been really banging the drum for the moral victory. Like one in three, but it's not a bad one in three. I mean, I guess they were one and three this time last year. Still made the playoffs. One and three, two thousand one, ended up winning the Super Bowl. But are you moral victory guy after today? Uh I guess so. I mean, I, I you know, I, I thought I thought the Patriots did a really nice job today, and and I thought they deserved to win this game. They just needed a couple more plays. Um, you know, that's. You know, not having Jalen Mills and Jacoby Myers and Mac Jones and Johnu Smith. I mean, you know, those are supposed to be major players, starters for this team, and they didn't have them, and they still almost beat the Packers, who, granted, did not play their best game. Um, you know, I, I don't know. One in three, I can't say whether they're a good a one in three or a bad one in three. I mean, they're definitely not a bad one in three. Uh, but you know, I'll just go with this game. I thought they deserved a better result. I thought I feel more optimistic about this team after this game. But look, you know, the bottom line is the season comes down to these next six games. Like what they did today doesn't mean jack if they go out and they lose to the Lions at home next week. And and again, didn't the Lions score over thirty points again? Again, I mean, forty-five yep. and lost. They scored. They scored forty-five and lost. Uh, you know, can <laughs> can the Patriots like? They've scored, what, 35, 36, 24, and 45 yeah. and lost. Uh, you know, they they need to win that game. They got to they gotta make hay with these six games coming up or else the season's over. So today doesn't really matter. I mean, do I feel better about this team? Yes. Um, but they need to start getting some people back and they need to, you know, stop looking like, oh, it doesn't look that bad or they're getting better and they actually have to do it. Because the the one and three, they they don't have they have not left themselves very much margin for error. Uh, did you happen to see Kendrick Bourne's? Or did you happen to talk to Kendrick Bourne uh, after the game and his comments on the first quarter of the season at all? I did not. I I don't know if people talk to him or if there's comments out there. 
about him. I, I haven't heard anything. In short, he said it was good to lose. You get to learn where where you need to improve. So to Jim's point, it seems like a lot of people were like, oh, this, this, this was a good loss today. But, you know, through the first four games, isn't the theme that, you know, Coaching seems to be the pretty big issue, and you're seeing it on the field, but they've been in every single game. They just somewhat beat themselves. Yeah, and it's either it's either you have the talent to overcome that, which I don't think the Packers do, uh, especially offensively. But, you know, with the Patriots, what's the deal? Is it uh, is it talent? Is it coaching? Like, you know, what's the deal for them? And, and, you know, look, I mean, it doesn't really matter how you feel about the first four games. The the only thing that matters is now how they play because they cannot go out. They can't lose to the Lions on Sunday at home. That's It's now become a must win. They have to win that game. John in Springfield, I think he feels the offense a little too conservative, at least in OT, uh, overtime. You're next here on the Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Go ahead, John. Yes, um, I, I think they're playing way, con- way too conservatively. Um, you know, if, if you uh, – yeah, um, especially when – you know, they, they get on like the two yard or, or up to the 10 yard line and fourth down and two to go. Your chances of making it are, um, well over 50%. And, uh, and if you don't make it, you've got the other team backed up. If you kick a field goal, you only get three points. And, uh, you know, if you make it, you usually get seven. So it, even if you only make it seven out of 10 times, you're getting 49 points. And the three times that you don't make it, the other team has to go much further to uh, to score. So it, you know, I would go for it most of the time. Um, yeah, this fourth down and five, a little bit more difficult, but you have to show confidence in your team. And when you, even with kids, if you tell them you can do it, you can do it, they grow confidence, and they're going to be better off. They're going to feel better about themselves, perform better. John, I'm going to let you go on that. Um, just from a schematic standpoint, and look, I'm sure things probably changed when Zappi ended up coming in post-Hoyer and his injury, but you know, it was a very entertaining rant that you had against little Jordan Humphrey and uh, his usage on Phil Grinmaz earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Greg, uh, did you, ha- you second-guess just anything from a schematic standpoint with what the Patriots did offensively today? Yeah, it's hard for me to do that. Going to the third quarterback, I mean, I, I, I understand – what people think and how they feel and need to do this. But like, you just have to look at it from the coach's perspective and that, you know, you're talking about a kid who he, you know, he gets no snaps anymore in practice. Like he got more this week, which is good. But you know, when it comes to play calling, you're like, you're looking at your play sheet and you're like, did this kid even rep this play? Like, has he ever seen this play before? And what you're just gonna you're just gonna do that in a big game against the Packers? Like, I, I I have a really tough time criticizing them for that. Now, one thing that the caller did bring up that I wanted to highlight is that, uh, and he talked about, you know, basically like red zone. You know, their red zone defense has been wretched the last two weeks. Mm. The Ravens and the Packers, and, and the Packers were three of four today, and they, the, their one miss was the last drive when they just wanted to kick a field goal. So I, if you take that out, the, the, the Patriots have given up between the Ravens and the, and the Packers. Their, the opponents are eight for eight in the red zone against them, scoring touchdowns the last two weeks. I mean, you know, if you're looking for where they lost the game, you know, that's where it is. Let's finish up your, uh, your appearance with this call from Mike, who was at the game today. Go ahead, Mike. You're next here on the Shaw's Patriots post-game show. How's it going? Thanks for taking my call. So I'm in West now on the way back. 
and the the one thing that I thought Green Bay should have done towards the end of the game is they should have fair catch the punt at the end of the game and line up for a free kick. And I thought they could have, you know, got a field goal that way to end the game. And Cannon, uh, Marcus Cannon, off elevated off the practice squad, looks really good today. And the rookie quarterback, Bailey, looked great. Uh, just which we, you know, came out with the win, but... All right, Mike, I'm going to let you go on that. It did say on the call screen, or he didn't even touch on it, was great experience at Lambeau, and who starts a quarterback next week? So, Greg? Yeah, and Greg, if I could set that up for you, the betting line is minus two Patriots at home. Uh, The look-ahead line was minus five Patriots, both teams off a loss. Who is going to be the quarterback, in your opinion, based off that line? Uh... It, it, Zappy. If if you're just asking me what the line yeah, saying, I had, I had it's saying that you. Zappy's going to be go. the starter. Yeah, because we don't uh, know. What I feel Bill's like I'm do, in right? Joe's territory. I feel like yeah. I'm, I feel <laughs> yeah, uncomfortable. But, but why why try to spend all week figuring out what Bill's going to do? Right? right. Like I'm just going to look at the line at this point. And it tells me that I think Zappy's starting. Yeah. I. Uh, it's it's a good question. Who do I think starts next week? Um. I would be. I think Jones is going to try. I don't know if he can at the end of the day. I don't know if he can make – he made a lot of progress initially. This is where it sort of plateaus. I don't know if he's going to be ready. I don't think he's going to – do I think Hoyer's going to be cleared in time? After the whole Tua thing, I think there's a lot of different things now. Um, I think there's a, it's very conservative. We had two players go out with concussions in this game and never return and were ruled out. I think, you, I think if I were betting today, I would say that Bailey Zappi is starting against the Lions. Wow, and uh, how was the experience back out in America's Dairyland there, Greg? It, it was it was great. Had a great dinner with uh, Trenny and Gasper and Andrew Callahan at the Union Hotel in De Pere, where I used to live when I was here. I haven't been back since I left twelve years ago, um, so it's uh, it's it's it, it's unbelievable. The di- title town district that they have outside the stadium is just unreal. I was like speechless. Like you know, it puts Patriot Place to shame, and. Uh, but it's it's wonderful to be back. This place is a special place during football season, and and I highly recommend if people can make the trip at some point, do it. You know, you won't regret it. Maybe they won't fire their college coach during the Packers game <laughs> next time. <laughs> Paul Chris got the canned from Wisconsin today, just before overtime of the game. Oh yeah, oh that damn Badgers. It's a tough <laughs> job. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Greg, uh, safe travels on the way back. Talk to you uh, Tuesday on Felger and Mass for Big Boy Tuesday. Greg Bernard, Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. Take care, Greg. See you guys. All right, coming up, we'll take a spin around the league, try to squeeze in some more phone calls. Give us your thoughts on the Patriots. Lost to the Green Bay Packers. Frustrating, but entertaining. 27-24 in overtime. More coming up here on the Safety Insurance 98.5 Sports of Patriots Radio Network.